0: I understand the frustration of feeling like you need to justify your choices. Explaining your lifestyle over and over and over again because everyone from random strangers to even your own family just doesn't get it. Hey, I'm Allison Conway, that's why I'm here. To help you build a profitable business that gives you the freedom to travel and work from anywhere. I've been there. And in this podcast, I'm going to share with you the real actionable how to's so you can finally, confidently say, it is a real job, Dad. This is a Soulfire production. Megan Baker, <laughs> welcome. What's up, Allison? <laughs> Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to have you. So um, we've worked together in the past. You helped me hire my very first contractors and now you're helping me hire my very first full-time employee. I'm very scared, but I'm, I'm very excited about that. (laughs) It's going to be amazing. It's going to be so good. Um, but tell me how you got into this whole thing with helping entrepreneurs hire. That is such a good question. Um, is your audience
1: available for like a convoluted life story (laughs) that I'll try to make as brief as possible? Please give me the life story. Yes. Okay, great. And I feel like, especially when starting out, I tried so much different. Can I say shit? I tried so much different shit on the internet. Uh, when, when I started online four years ago in 2017, but how I got here. I have like very multiple interests. Like I had, um, I studied linguistics and French in undergrad. I was a French teacher for six years. Long story short. Um, I loved what I was doing, but my mom passed away quite suddenly just months after I got married and I could not handle the trauma of teaching in a public charter school anymore. Um, and my husband got an opportunity to move us to Chicago away from, uh, St. Louis where I'm from and where just a lot of trauma was. So I had an opportunity to have a fresh start on the internet. I had, um, I was lucky I had some inheritance to keep me afloat. I mean, which sucks, but my husband also, uh, is a lawyer. So I had a little bit of Mm. flexibility to take some risks and like Mm -hmm. try on this entrepreneurial thing. So my best friend, Kelsey, who's been online for a while, has a uh, web and brand agency. Was like, just be a VA, Meg, and Quick Start me. I'm like, great. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck that is, but let me <laughs> Google it. I'm like, Veteran Affairs. I don't know what this is, but I'm smart enough to figure it out. So Veteran <laughs> um, <than> Affairs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I have no idea what the fuck this is, but I can work from home, and that sounds great. I didn't. Um, I just didn't want to teach anymore, and I, I actually taught adjunct at a community college here in Chicago when I moved here, but I was working so hard for very little money, um, teaching rich adults, how to speak French for (laughs) nature. And I was like, okay, I'm done. I'm done. I kind of (laughs) forget that part. I did try to keep teaching here. And I, I was offered a job, um, in adult education at a community college, uh, to help folks get their GED. But again, it was like adjunct part-time and I was making decent money and not hating my life. Like Mm -hmm. doing admin and marketing assistant for people. So anyway, that that's literally where I started. So like very in the service provider space and people being like, charge a million dollars per hour. How are you going to hit six figures? I'm like, I don't know. Like I charge $30 an hour. I, I really didn't know. But, um, my connections and my privilege really got me my first gigs. Um, and then I experimented a bit with like project management because I saw a deficit that people didn't have the correct system set up or they just weren't hiring the right people. Like I was that pretty white girl whose friend knew about me. So they hired me. I was Mm -hmm. not the most qualified. So that was one thing that I saw, like kind of one discrepancy that people weren't really aware of like what they needed and we're just hiring random people like me. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> we're yes. not good for yeah. the job. Just we're not good for the job. Um and then also didn't really have like the systems in place, like the replicable systems, mm-hmm. or quite honestly didn't know what they were doing either and like didn't have their proven thing to make money yet. Um, because I've I worked with a couple of businesses like doing marketing, but they don't exist anymore. Um, so mm-hmm. I, I yeah. thought that was interesting. Um, but then long story short, I, I was trying on this project manager hat for size integrator. Cause I am good. I can keep up with visionary people. Um, and I was like, cool, I can integrate, but it's not actually my strength. But anyway, I, um, I was PMing for my friend Kelsey and her web and brand and business. I helped set up a lot of the systems. Um, and I was pregnant and I was hiring my temporary um, maternity sub, but I was kind of miserable and like my Mm -hmm. Colby was not well fit for Mm -hmm. her job. And I wanted too much money hourly. And I didn't know how I could scale that. And it just didn't make sense for Kelsey either. Mm -hmm. But, um, we had to have a really hard conversation of me saying we were at a retreat together. We were both quite pregnant. We were in the same mastermind. And I just started (laughs) crying at her being like, listen, these people that I'm interviewing like to replace me are way better at this PMing stuff. Like their answers were just better to like situational PM questions Mm. where my Enneagram nine is like, I don't want to confront anybody. (laughs) And I was like, listen, babe. Yeah. Like we got this Janet lady. She's amazing. Mm -hmm. She just needs to be your forever person. Like Mm -hmm. I cannot be this person for you. Um, and she cried and I cried. So that was kind of a pivot And then I got another break because I yelled at Tyler McCall on the street. He's on, he's on Instagram, Google him. Um, but Mm. we both live in Chicago and I yelled at him. He became my client. Um, Oh my gosh. Yeah. (laughs) Well, because I love that energy. That's amazing. I was so embarrassed too. And Kelsey was actually in my ear pod when I'm like, Oh my God, it's Tyler J McCall. And your your boyfriend. It's me, Eric. What's
0: up, guys? Can I <laughs> have is, you? So, really quick, that is actually how I got one of my very first web design clients. I had just joined a co-working space and someone was coming in and joining the space. And I could hear them like being onboarded in the front of the in the like the front of the lobby. He was like, Yeah, I like really need to get my website done and I'm here to do this, this. And I literally screamed across the room, I'm a web designer. <laughs> Like in front of everybody that's working. (laughs) Right. And like, but it didn't serve you well, didn't it? It did it. Yeah. He was like, great. Let let me buy you a beer. What are, what do you do? What do you charge? (laughs) Yeah.
1: And that's it. And I was like, I was like, oh my God, I was so extra. I can't believe I did that. But then I commented on one of his Instagram posts later being like, sorry, I was the woman with the dog that like harassed you on the street. (laughs) Um, but then he looked at my profile and he was like, Oh, integrator. That was the word I was trying on. Mm. I experimented so much. Um, and then I met with him and he was like, I need someone who can do all these things. I was pregnant. I'm like, I, not that that had anything to do with anything, but I just yeah. knew deep down, I was not meant to be that like implementer, ser- integrator service provider. Right. Um, so I was like, listen, buddy. I'll do an intensive with you and I will find the people for you. I ended up hiring two employees. Um, and they're still working with him like a year and a half, two years later. Wow. So I, and the, the Janet who I hired for Kelsey, they're still working together two years later. So those are like, it was dumb luck, Allison. It was dumb luck, but then the rest of it, once I fell on that, I worked really hard to get, uh, to where I am. Um, but that's, that's how I got there. And Mm -hmm. for me, um, yeah, it's dumb luck, but it just makes sense for me. I like teaching. I like people I'm fascinated by people. Um, I love looking for like discrepancies and things. And I love kind of fucking up status quo and, Mm -hmm. um, social justice and racial equity are really important to me. They have been for a really long time. Um, I was working with black and brown students. When, um, when Michael Brown was murdered by the cops in Mm St. Louis, uh, Mm -hmm. this is, this has been part of me for a long time. And I, not to go like very deep here, but after working with these kids in a system that wasn't serving them, I felt complicit in something that was not serving black and brown kids. And that didn't sit right with me. Um, and then I started online and I'm like, cool. Like, I have this social justice value, but how am I doing anything Um, by just like VAing for people? And now after some like like hard work and some challenging conversations Mm -hmm. and just needing to be brave and not be so white fragile, (laughs) I'm, I'm here just like, yep, these are my values. I I believe in racial equity, especially when it comes to hiring and job opportunities. And Mm -hmm. I'm creating a brand where I'm, I'm this white person who doesn't know a whole lot, but I, I'm creating a brand that people are resonating with. They want to work for me. I have an employee, um, and we're here to educate and, and create opportunities and, Like I have people who are buying into my mission now and
0: it's, it's really fucking cool. So you mentioned two things that I want to go back to. One is, uh, when you were VAing and charging like 30 bucks an hour and it's like, how are you going to scale to six figures? Right. So I started as a freelance writer. I came out of college, um, and just could not, I wanted to work in fashion and just could not, I was living in New York. And like slowly and then all at once realizing that I wasn't going to work in fashion unless I was the offspring of a famous designer, which I am not. <laughs> and also in the fashion industry, it's like perfectly normal to be making like 30, $40,000, even, even at like the not quite entry level, not quite middle place. Like it, even at that sort of weird transitional place in your career, it's totally normal to be making like an entry level and below entry level salary. And I was like, I can't live in New York on $35,000. Nope. Even for the net, like for the next five to 10 years, I can't live in New York on 35 to $45,000. Like this is insane. So I was starting to figure all that out. But I, in the meantime, while I couldn't get a job, I, I was freelance writing and I was doing like email newsletters and blog posts and things like that. And charging like 30 to $50 for an article or for an email. And I was like, you know, it was good money for me at the time because I was just broke, but I was like, wait a second. What, how am I going to do this? How am I going to like make a full-time salary doing these articles, doing these blog posts on $30 an hour. And then the other thing that you mentioned is the Colby and how your Colby wasn't aligning with what you were doing. Mm -hmm. So, so tell me what's the Colby and, and what does that mean? (laughs)
1: Totally. Uh, Yeah. So, oh, and also I wanted to mention, I thought I was a content writer for a minute in these past Mm. four years and (laughs) I am not, but uh, I sold those services at one point and like package them really high. And Mm -hmm. I probably didn't even need to be making, I probably didn't even deserve $30 an hour, but (laughs) that's a whole nother conversation. I fully inflated my prices, but whatever.
0: There are many seasons that a early entrepreneur must go through. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I cringe. I know. Uh, I know.
1: Okay. So the Colby, the Colby is one of a myriad of assessments that you'll see online. Unlike Myers-Briggs and some of those other ones, it doesn't necessarily measure like your personality, but it's meant to measure what they call conative. So it's how you take action naturally if you're Mm -hmm. like allowed to take action the way that you want to. Mm. And I also want to mention, and Allison, you and I have talked about this too. Mm -hmm. It's important to be wary of these sorts of assessments because they can create unneeded bias. And even ones like Myers-Briggs can create racial bias and Mm -hmm. we don't want that. So really with the Colby, I try not to use it. And, um, I try not to use it when I'm deciding who to hire, Mm -hmm. but it's, I can kind of see, like, I can, I can kind of guess what, what the dynamics are, but I usually wait until after I hire someone, then get the Colby so mm. that I can maximize like how mm-hmm. to work with them or whatever. Um, but when clients come to me being like, I need an Enneagram three to work with, and like I'm not, we're yeah. not gonna actually do that because <laughs> it right. like, creates biases that that we just don't necessarily need. And like I, I so it, it's a weird line. But anyway, so mm-hmm. the Colby measures um it's a bunch of questions Allison. you've taken it
0: i think I you're a high, you're a high quick start i'm a very, i'm a nine quick start and low numbers and everything else okay yep yep so you're you're fun you're <laughs> really fun <laughs> I, i'm a fucking nightmare is you're, that's what you mean <laughs> yep yep it's fine
1: i'm less of a nightmare but still a nightmare just ask my assistant um yeah <laughs> yeah it's fine but so it measures in like four different categories the first one being fact finder. So if you're a higher number, um, it goes from like one to 10. Uh, you're the one who needs to read the whole sales page. You're the one mm-hmm. when when um, when someone asks you a question, you're gonna give a lot of information. If you're lower, you're not gonna give as much information in your explanations and you, you don't need to do a whole lot of research um, and you don't necessarily need to read the whole damn sales page uh, mm-hmm. before you make a decision. The second number being, um, they call it follow through. Um, I think of it as like systems, the higher you are, um, and processes, the higher you are, you're in, like, you need things to be incredibly organized. And like, if you have a client, that's a high number, they need the whole process spelled out mm-hmm. for them. They're very <laughs> process oriented. And if yeah. you if you're middle, you can kind of maintain processes. If you're low, you're going to fucking break shit. That's like the innovator, right? Like
0: I can this find is, a fucking faster way to do this. But <laughs> this, shit. this, I feel like it should call this one adaptability because it's like changing on a dime, right? Yep. If somebody says to you, okay, that was the idea last week, but now the new idea is this, your ability to like, Yep. Reposition yourself and, and be comfortable with that, with that, which is the kind of boss that I am. It's like, yep. okay, you're operating off old information. Here's the new information. And yep. it's going to be different again next week. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. And like people, my clients that I know are low in this like second category, I don't need to give them as much of the deep like process details, mm-hmm. but folks who are higher, I need to spell out the whole
0: process. Yes. Yeah. Yep. so that they feel better and just not as nervous. And then, or, the or, give, one, them, or give them time to create their own process.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And then, um, the third one being quick start. I love this one.
1: I, I feel like my hand has, for
0: this one. Yeah,
1: be, I'm only an I'm at eight out of 10, but, um, this is the one where it's, you throw spaghetti on the wall and you see what sticks. And I feel like Society has really poo pooed us, but I think mm-hmm. we're great. So you are high, quick start. You are incredibly adaptable. You make decisions quickly. um It can also be your downfall because mm-hmm. I like I spent so much fucking money of you yep. know I read the nail on random ass shit that I didn't even use because my quick oh, yeah. start was so activated. Oh um, yeah, and then if it's you're all low- the
0: tri- it's all the trial and error. It's yeah, all yeah the, like. That's ask, how, just do it. Ask questions later. Yep, yep. It's very that. And then another, th- and,
1: and then the last number. I don't know as much about that one. It's not as mm-hmm. um, relevant to online biz. Um, but it's more about like if you need models and if you're spatially mm-hmm. blah blah blah, and, like yep. using your hands and stuff. Which I'm very low. I am not. Um, but then another thing with the Colby too. Whatever, like your highest number is. That's your first order of operation. Then the second one is your second, and so on. So for me, I am a five, six, eight, two. So my five and my six, I'm pretty bridge. Mm-hmm. So like I can do a little like with the fact finder, I can do lots of info, not a lot of info. I can kind of like translate it for people. Same thing with systems, but um first thing I act, like I have to take action. Mm-hmm. Um, then I organize and then I research. So like some Mm -hmm. people need to put everything in their click up right away. Those are the Mm -hmm. high, those are the high process people. The second one, I need to brain vomit it on my paper or in a Google doc. Then I organize it. Then I do any extra Mm -hmm. sorting that -hmm. I need to do. Like, and um, yeah, that's how I operate. And then Milan, who's my assistant is um, a high fact finder, which is good for me. Mm -hmm. Low quick starts cannot Keep up with me. Yeah. So, like, sure, we want. Of course, we want. Like, kind of opposite. But Milan's like a um, five or a six. So she oh, okay. She, she doesn't yeah. lead, but I don't wear her out. Whereas mm-hmm. my husband, bless his heart, is an, <laughs> eight, is an eight eight one two. I exhaust. Oh him. no.
2: Yeah. So I exhaust him with
1: my quick start. But but this is how we I have to slow it down sometimes. I'm like, okay, like Mm -hmm. you do some research and the solutions we come up with are better. Like Mm. I'm just like, let's go to Colt. like, let's go get ice cream, like at the chain Mm -hmm. nearby. And he's like, uh, actually, how about give me a minute? Read the reviews. yeah, Yeah, yeah. And like, well, let's drive to New Buffalo, Michigan. Instead, this was a year ago when we were like major in pandemic, and I'm like, had a nine month old. I'm like, what the fuck are we gonna do for fun? And he was like, hold on, Quick Start. Let me do a little research. Or mm-hmm. He's like, no, Megan, that idea sucks. I'm like, okay, Fact Finder, do some fucking research and yeah. come up with a better idea.
0: Thank you. And then the idea is usually better. Mm-hmm. Love it, love it. Yeah, you have to find that. Oh man, if I had a low, if I had, so I'm a nine and Quick Start, which just means like I have to take action. Like, yeah, I just, I, I get. I get squirmy. If I I try to research too much, if I try to do too much, I'm just like, no, just do it and figure it out later.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: So if Mm -hmm. I had to operate, especially as a partner, a romantic or business partner with somebody that was a one quick start, oof, that would be rough. Yeah. Yeah. That would be rough.
1: Yeah. And me in the PM position. So I took a different, I took like the Colby B or something Mm -hmm. to, to ask questions about my job and how I was operating. Mm-hmm. As a project manager, and I was operating, I was needing to operate as a high fact finder and a low quick start. Yeah. And, and that's that's why I could do it, but right. it wasn't a long-term fit for me. So I was exhausted. I mm-hmm. like, and, and the thing is, it's not that like, oh, you like this or you don't like it. It's essentially what exhausts you and what doesn't exhaust you.
0: Yeah, I had a job where I was sort of the the CEO was very much a bottleneck and I was prevented from, you know, coming up with ideas and doing anything about mm-hmm. them and, and trying to take action on my own. So it was just like very, and I didn't quite understand yet why I felt that way, why mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I just feel gross. Like, I just feel like <sighs> I can't, uh, yeah. Like I just can't operate the way I want to operate. Mm-hmm. And now I, now I understand. Yeah. It's Um,
1: about the modus operandi, baby. Mm -hmm.
0: Okay. So I want to talk about how, um, how early entrepreneurs can start thinking about hiring or even start hiring for the first time. I have heard this so many times, this saying hire before you're ready, but I didn't know when I, when I wasn't ready, right. When I worked with you the first time to find my first couple of contractors, Had I come to you a couple months earlier than that, or, you know, even maybe not a few weeks earlier than that, but, but like, if I'd come to you three or four months earlier than when I did, I wouldn't have any work to have given a contractor. It happened so fast for me Mm -hmm. where it was like, I don't even, if, even if I had work for a contractor, you know, like I wouldn't be able to pay them or, or whatever. Like it, it went from not being ready at all to, Oh shit, I need somebody ASAP. Mm-hmm. So this like hire before you're ready thing. What do you? What are your thoughts on that? Like, what are you? How do you know you're on the precipice or not?
1: Yeah, it's so <laughs> hard to tell. But and you know, Allison, in those early days, three or four months can make all the difference because oh, especially, it's everything. especially if you're people like us who are meant to be the CEOs. Mm-hmm. Like we try and the high quick starts, we try so many different things. Mm-hmm. It comes a point where you need to kind of figure. You need to experiment a bit and find the one thing that's sticking at least Mm -hmm. for now. Mm -hmm. Like I used to have a VA agency model and I needed support and I ended up blowing that up and being like, no, I don't want to do this. But (laughs) but, you know, I needed the contractors to get me Mm -hmm. there. So I, I believe that it's okay to have a little bit of pressure Um, Mm. and, and like it sucks, but I feel like hiring It's something that can be very uncomfortable for us. It's a very vulnerable thing for us because if you're doing it right, you're not just hiring your friends, you're inviting strangers to come into your company. And I feel like sometimes, especially for folks like us that maybe procrastinate sometimes because that's our quick start. We need the, we need the pressure. Mm -hmm. Sometimes having a little bit of that pressure and being like, oh shit, I have this client and I need to do these deliverables. That's going to make you do the hard shit. Yeah. of um getting really clear about okay what kind of support do i need and then you can actually pay them and like with contractors you can set it up where you pay based on what the client is paying you so you can do like a project based like mm-hmm. okay cool this is going to be 10% like if i need a pm for mm-hmm. my women brand you're going to get 10% of my 3k package for doing this and it's going to mm-hmm. be roughly x hours let's touch base in like one month and see how that's going. That's how I did it for my contractor um, that I hired in February of 2021. Now I have a part-time employee hiring another (laughs) and I'm doing that hourly. But in the beginning, I estimated how many hours that this would take. And it turned out I sorely underestimated. Um, But so my contractor came back and said, Hey, this is actually the rates that I need. And I'm like, okay, cool. And I did that until it didn't make sense. Um, mm-hmm. financially for me anymore. And now I'm at a business model where I am where I am meant to be after four years of doing God knows what content writing, VAing, PMing. <laughs> I've landed all where the all the things. And now I have that space where I can do the dreamy things of like, oh, yes, Alison, I have time to be on your podcast. And mm-hmm. like, let me think of my other revenue streams now that I have yep. my done for you service of the hiring done, but it did take me several years um, four years to be exact of kind of floating around until I just hit my six, my six figures, my hundred K in revenue. Granted mm-hmm. that's revenue peeps. I maybe took home like 20 K. <laughs> All right. So I know we love to inflate things on the internet. Like I'm, I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm a multi thousandaire Now I'm a 100 thousandaire. I'm not really like yeah, yeah. real talk. I'm now giving myself a salary of 36 K after four years of doing this shit, mm-hmm. but you know, Can only go up from here. Um, but yeah, to answer your question, I do think you need to be able to sell your stuff. I mean, and you can do it before you're ready and or before you have that. But Mm -hmm. I I don't want to say I think you should struggle a bit, but I think you need to figure out some of your processes and figure out some of your sales shit first so that you can actually lead someone and doing the processes. And, you know, what we've learned with you and why I'm creating a course to Mm -hmm. hire contractors, I feel like if you're going to invest in what I'm doing, we, we, we might want to do it more for employees or for roles that we're building out that even if the person changes, this role is Mm going to be more long-term, but for contractors, you like need them to get to that next level. Um, yep. But they, it it just might not be like as permanent of a thing, but Mm -hmm. Did that answer your question? So hire before you're ready, but not like it's okay to have some pressure and Mm -hmm. a few of your processes and, um, yeah, selling your stuff. And then you can bring people in who have like some of that expertise of like PMing or designing, and they can help you. You're contracting them using their expertise, paying them more money. They can help you as, and make sure you have a good contract so they can't steal your IP. Um, they can help you build out some of those processes. Um, so then later on down the road, when you're ready for employees, you look for people for potential rather than like what their specific skills are. And then you train them Mm -hmm. and you invest in them that way.
0: Yeah. I know. I always heard, you know, right. Hire before you're ready. And that is coming from people who have hindsight. Yep. Right. That's coming from people is like, oh, had I known that I was about to, that I was on the precipice, like in three months, I was about to hit six figures and, and do all of these things. Right. And then suddenly I really, in order to get to the next place, like you talk about, in order to be able to scale, you need to bring those people on. Yep. But that advice is so often given by people that, know now and didn't necessarily know then, like how in the hell was I supposed to know that I was three months away from right. hitting, hitting this stride where I needed people. And in order to scale, I needed people. So yeah. It's and, a, maybe, uh, yeah. and I probably waited too long. Actually,
1: I was like drowning in work and my family mm. was like, are you okay? And I'm like, it's <laughs> the patriarchy. I'm fine. You don't ever ask my husband. It's the my patriarchy. Yeah, yeah. It's very, it, I've been burying that energy lately. <laughs> but i so i didn't get contracted well i had some contracted support but then i got more specialized contracted support with like mm-hmm. actually doing like interviews and stuff in february and my my friend tells me like megan you you were just sitting on this for so long you should have done it so much sooner but yeah i'm 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 not going to be mad at myself about that i'm yeah no i i needed to for whatever reason my intuition yeah. And I just, yeah, but it was weird though, because I didn't quick start on the contracting. I'm just like, I I, mm-hmm. I don't know what it was, if it was a confidence thing or if it's just like, no bitch, I got to figure out my processes a little bit, but I did yeah. need, I did need some reminding that like, it's not normal to have to work like all the time. And mm-hmm. now I have someone who's doing a lot of the work for me and I don't know what I would have done mm-hmm. without that support. But I think I did looking back, I did get some tunnel vision, but I think if you're like very busy with client deliverables
0: and you're selling, then it's time. It's time. Yeah. I sort of get annoyed with like online education stuff and, and people giving advice to early entrepreneurs and it's all so much of the advice is from people that are already millionaires or already multiple six figures and have this hindsight. So I always, especially when I was getting started, I always resented that type of advice, like Mm -hmm. hire before you're ready, but also other stuff out in the ethos that, you know, that the messages that we hear as, as early entrepreneurs just really kind of frustrates me.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It, it frustrates me too. And then I, I developed like kind of a complex, I don't know (laughs) why, but I felt like the things that I know now and that I know are accessible to me of like, Mm -hmm. you can have employees and like, Mm -hmm. it's okay to have employees that you pay $17 an hour. Mm -hmm. Like not everyone needs to be paid a hundred dollars an hour to contract. Yep. Yep. I felt like if I went this corporate way or
2: whatever, I'd be like oppressive and like, no, how could you? But yeah. I, I felt like I was in this weird mindset where I was not allowed
1: to access what I can access now. Mm. And that I just needed to spend a shit ton of money and don't Mm -hmm. listen to anybody and the man and the masculine and Mm -hmm. whatever. Yep. And while I'm glad that I ignored most of what my like 86 year old white stepdad was telling me as well as my very white (laughs) male husband. Now I'm at a point where I'm like, Oh, y'all could have been right. But at the end of the day, I'm glad I listened to my intuition. But one, Mm -hmm. one thing I don't love about the space is that for whatever reason, I felt like I wasn't worthy or capable or allowed to have, um, an organization with employees.
0: That, yeah, it is it is an interesting. I've been thinking a lot about and talking a lot about masculine versus feminine energy. And I'm always in my masculine. I am always mm-hmm. that heavy drive, that work work work, that hustle and all of that kind of stuff where um and hiring and growing and scaling a business and all that kind of stuff is very much masculine energy or has historically been. Mm-hmm. Whereas you can bring in that feminine intuition kind of energy mm-hmm. in the process and, and make it work for you and make it flow where it doesn't have to be like, you're talking about, you know, the patriarchy and, and mm-hmm. white men and their ideas. And it's like, yeah, you know,
2: And some it's of also those hiring
0: okay. things are, are great, but some of them, you don't have to listen to them all the time. Right. And it's okay to not want to have a shit ton of overhead. And I felt mm-hmm. like I was being oppressive by not
1: just giving every single contractor all of my money mm-hmm. um yep, but yeah i've I've been leaning a lot into like finding that balance or like everything you know white supremacy loves the binary they say mm-hmm. of like it needs to be this way or that One way or the other white, and I'm just like it's a spectrum, but it's also like a plane, there's like more colors, and it's like I don't know, mm-hmm. there's multi dimensions yeah. um you can be, yeah, there, there's, there's room for more than just one or the other. And I do feel like I do like lean towards masculine and not saying I don't love the feminine energy of our space. Um, but sometimes I need that more masculine energy to access things. Like literally I hired a nice 24 year old white dude that reached out to me on LinkedIn. Um, (laughs) <laughs> and we got on a call and I liked his energy. I liked his perspective and, um, they help like model companies and, and yeah. he came in for not really not a ton of money to just help me set up my operating system and notion because I had like 30 different softwares. And if mm-hmm. I'm, if I'm getting more people in my team, so I'm not bottlenecking, it doesn't make sense to listen to the advice. A very mm-hmm. feminine advice of like, get this software get that one, get that one, get that yeah, one, yeah, 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 yeah. I liked having this diversity of energy of this more masculine energy. and, like, I don't know if it's the Libra in me. I love the feminine energy. I need some of that masculine energy sometimes, mm-hmm. and when I'm doing these more masculine things, I need to make space for the feminine of like I needed to wait until something clicked inside of me until I was yeah. ready to hire a contractor, yeah, um. That's it. Like I'm gonna trust myself. And to be honest, I did need to be coaxed into getting my employees and into getting Mm. my contractors. And it's it served me, but I'm
0: I'm glad to an extent I listened to my intuition as well. I've been a big musical theater fan my whole life, both as a spectator and as a performer. I love musicals so much because in all of them, there are hidden lessons about grit resiliency, embracing yourself, and even business. Each episode, I take a lesson I've learned from my favorite Broadway musicals and share them with you. Tag me at Allison e. Conway on Instagram and let me know what you thought of this week's musical-inspired lesson. In the Heights is a musical from Lin-Manuel Miranda, who is also the creator and writer of Hamilton, And if you know me at all, you know how much I absolutely love Hamilton. And Lin-Manuel Miranda is quickly becoming one of the best playwrights of our generation. I love In the Heights because the whole story is about finding your home, finding your path, dreaming big, and not necessarily about realizing your dreams or your dreams coming true, but finding the right path to take in order for your dreams to come true. It's such a fantastic show because each character has their own arc, their own path to finding and realizing and making their dreams a reality. Usnavi, our hero, our main character, spends almost the entire play thinking that he needs to return to the Dominican Republic and, and reopen his father's bar. In the Dominican Republic. Nina, who is another mainstay, another main character in the show, thinks that she needs to drop out of Stanford in order to come home to her family in Washington Heights. She feels like she doesn't belong and she feels like this education isn't really going to serve her when she wants to be home with her family in New York, in Washington Heights. Now, all of these people have... All of these characters have intentions and and big, really big dreams that they'll do anything to achieve. But here's the problem. They don't know what they have to do to achieve them. They're on a certain path until they realize that's not necessarily the right one. And they have to change their idea of what needs to happen and even change their idea of what their
2: dream is in the first place. Here's what I love about this. You have to make a lot of the wrong decisions to find the right one. You have to choose a path,
0: no matter what path that is, no matter what decision you're making, you have to make a decision And it might be later, you might have to course correct later on, but it's only in that decision and sometimes only in the wrong
2: decision that you finally see what the right one is. Now, I don't want to give the whole show
0: away because you absolutely have to watch it if you have not already. Time of at the time of recording this, it was available on HBO Max. So I don't know what HBO Max's plans are to keep it around or not, but no matter what, you have to get yourself to see this show because it is all about discovering what's right for you,
2: not what seems right or what's supposed to be right, what feels right to you. And
0: sometimes the unfortunate reality of finding out what path is right for you is trial and error.
2: You have to mess up. You have to. It's just part of it. What if you're at the beginning of your story arc? What if you don't know what the right decision is yet? that's okay. That's okay. Cause you will figure it out, but it is in action that we discover what the right path is. So make a decision, decide, and you have full permission
0: to completely change your mind, change everything. You
2: have full permission to not know and discover the right answer later. What are you going to do today to discover your path? What decision, what action are you going to take so that the middle part of your story arc can discover the right path for you? It doesn't have to be the right one right now, but it has to be something take an action, make a decision and see what you discover as a result.
0: Okay. So somebody who is hiring for the first time or just needs a contractor, like you said, for that, like 10% of your 3k package or, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever, whatever it is, where do you go looking for these people? And, And like, what do you ask them? How does, how does all of this stuff come together?
1: Totally. Well, first you have to make the role. I, I -hmm. roll every time I see people who are like, I need a VA, Mm -hmm. you know, anybody I'm like, I don't fucking know. Like what Mm -hmm. do you want? Who are you? Like, you need to let people opt in to like, what the fuck you're doing. So first make a job description or a job ad (laughs) explaining who the the fuck you are, who you serve, Mm -hmm. like why people should want to work for you and more or less what the responsibilities are. Um, and also don't expect people to work like certain hours. If you're getting a contractor, Mm. you're getting someone who runs their own company, who does their own hours. Like you can expect like a 48 hour, like response time and like to meet their deadlines and to do like a meeting with you a week, but these are not your employees and they're not so Get Make your job posting, get your head straight about Mm -hmm. like what you can actually expect of these people. Um, and then I like to make an application asking pretty basic questions like, What's your prior experience that makes you a great fit for this? Mm -hmm. Why are you interested? Um, Yeah. And then just thinking through different like situational questions as well. um, That would just kind of give you some insight, give everyone the same questions, level playing field, put it in an application Mm -hmm. um, and then, and then decide like top anywhere from three to five folks you want to interview for 30 minutes, um, ask them questions like, short term i mean honestly you shouldn't expect a contractor to want to stay with you long term but you can ask like yeah short term what do you want to gain from this position like long term like what are your goals but honestly now it's none of our damn business what a contractor's long term goals are mm-hmm. um it's yeah. just, it's just not um but you can ask questions like that like if i were to ask you to do something that you don't know how to do how would you handle that um like what's your process for um onboarding onto a new team, what would you need from me to set you up for success? Um, things like that can kind of give us some insight into how they work and how they like to be led and like how they manage themselves. Um, and then I would say too, when you have this like job posting, it can be in a Google doc, mm-hmm. like a link to a Google form or what have you, then you can post it everywhere you want. Um, your freelance freelancing females or, you know, it depends on what you want, but you can post in your little entrepreneur Facebook groups. Mm-hmm. Um, I, and then I like to use paid platforms for more like long-term, uh, like employee roles. Mm-hmm. Um, but then what's really important too, is to get in front of people who don't just look like you and sound like you and to really check your, and don't ask them for a fucking video. Like I did that a year ago. That was stupid. Like Mm. your biases can come in. That's dumb. Sure. On the interview, you're going to see, like, you're going to talk to them, but that's after they got through like an application screener. Um, Mm -hmm. but I, I have a relationship with, um, one job posting board called black remote. She, I love to post my job, my client's jobs in there. They'll let you do like a free posting and then they might charge like 150 for a post. Mm -hmm. Or um, I'm in a black freelancing group on Facebook. So I love to post my stuff there. Get in front of folks of color, get in front of LGBTQ plus folks, get in in front of other folks who hold marginalized identities. Like Mm -hmm. don't just... Don't just Go. share it
0: with your Becky friends. And don't just ask your cousin to do it. Don't God. No. <laughs> like, let's be let, That's setting like, yourself up for failure anyway.
1: It isn't for what? Because you're afraid of like, a yeah. of strangers coming in. Mm-hmm. Like I roll. Let's I know. let's let's play big baby. Like let's yeah. not wait. It's okay to be scared. And like, you're going to learn from it, but. It's kind of a big deal who you choose to give opportunities to and who mm-hmm. you do not and who you offer them to. It's mm-hmm. a big fucking deal.
0: Yeah, it is a big deal. I mean, if you have plans to really grow and scale a business, then you are becoming, you know, you're you're putting out there, you're creating a business with a diversified staff, or not a diversified staff, right? And you
1: got to be sure too. If you know, if you're if you're going to talk diversity, that you can put your money where your mouth is and actually have like a safe and supportive environment. So I'm killing a spider. <laughs> <laughs> and something else that I see, I'm just ranting. Something else I no, see. please, Allison, please go uh, on. I saw this in myself, and uh, I actually had a contractor who I then like hired to coach me for a minute. Oh yeah, pull this out. There was. I see a lack of responsibility or like wanting to take responsibility sometimes yeah. of like, oh, I don't want to be responsible for leading a contractor or like, I don't want to be responsible for leading an employee or just like, Oh, interesting. And when it comes to the DEI stuff, like DEI, kind, yeah. Diversity, equity, and inclusion. When it comes it. to, um, when it comes to that, it was so easy for me to be like, I mean, I'm not an expert, like, and Mm -hmm. so were my white fragile self, like worried about, you know, dumb shit, like being canceled, but our feelings are much less important than the safety of black and brown Mm -hmm. people. Mm -hmm. Um, but it came to a point where I just had to take some more responsibility and be ready to lead, um, and be ready to lead in my values saying that the racial inequities that I see in hiring and in business are bullshit. And I'm going to like. Of course, I don't know everything, but that's not a cop out for me. I'm mm-hmm. going to raise. I'm going to set a high bar for myself um, and for my clients to rise and meet it. And before I was like, I'm just going to lead by example. Or if clients were like, mm, I don't want to put how much this job is going to cost, mm. that's problematic because yeah, you you need. And, and of course, if I signed on a client and I didn't set up that expectation, then I was like, okay, fine. But now I'm like, okay, Megan hold yourself accountable, mm-hmm. hold others accountable. But I do feel like there is this resiliency and this safety and this like sureness you have to build in yourself. And I think that's why yeah. I waited yeah. to scale because I needed to gather a bit more. I didn't feel safe yet to mm-hmm. like expand. I needed to gather some more evidence about what I do until I was ready to hold that responsibility. And it, mm-hmm. and it did take some calling
0: out, calling in. Um, but I'm here for it. Mm-hmm. Okay, I want to ask you a couple more questions, but I know you have a course coming out that talks about all of this kind of stuff, how to get in front of people, hiring for the first time, what to ask them, all of this kind of stuff. So where can people find that? Yes. All you need to do is follow me on Instagram, MegK Co. And you'll see the link in my bio with all that information. Amazing. This is so good. I like needed this. Well, I just, I'm the quick start that was just like, no, nah, I'm gonna hire you. I'm I'm just gonna I, loved just it. I gonna loved every minute of it. Throw spaghetti at it. I'm just gonna hire you one-on-one to do it. But this course is gonna be so good and I cannot wait for it to come out. Get on that wait list. Go to Meg K Co on Instagram. Um, okay, so a couple more questions for you. So you've posted, you've created a job application. You've posted it in some Facebook groups online, freelancer Facebook groups, maybe some paid locations. What's actually in the application? Like, how do you actually screen people? How do you actually know right. You have this application and then you're going to hire or you're going to interview a few people, but like, how do you even know who to interview? What goes on this application? What happens?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. So that's why you, that's why it's really important that before you even do it, you get clear about what and who you need. Mm -hmm. Um, especially if you're like a designer, you need to think about what are the assets? Like if you need a junior designer, like what are the assets that they're going to be making? Um, and it's important to think through, like, is there any portfolio work that I need to see like link to it? Um, Mm -hmm. and, and then what I do is I have three buckets, um, and and I, this is like the teacher and me and I I try to be (laughs) as scientific as possible. Mm -hmm. Um, but I have like three buckets where I evaluate people and I, I rank them one, two, three, four, um for being like exceeds expectations. One Mm. being like, does not meet at all. And I do it in three categories. One of them, this is way too much information Buy my course and you'll learn more, but (laughs) but (laughs) I, 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 but I look at a few different things. So the first one being like cognitive. So it's like, do you have the skills and the prior experience that I need? Mm. This is particularly important in contractors because Mm -hmm. you can't, you can't technically train them. You onboard them. Like they come with that skill. So that's looking at their portfolio, looking at, you know, their, their past experience. Mm -hmm. The second I look at is effect. So this is like the culture fit again Mm. with contractors, that's less important, but like, are they aligned with your values? Like for me being in the space that I am, it is very important that I have people who are down with my values. I mm-hmm. just fully cannot, cannot have someone that's not on board um, yep. associated with my team at all. Um, so I'll even and to gauge that, I'll ask questions like, hey, here's my values page. Mm-hmm. Can you work? Like, does this align with you in a professional setting? Um, I even ask my clients like, hey, or prospective clients, like, this is our commitment to anti-racism. Like, can Mm -hmm. you tell me about your journey? I mean, I can kind of see who's, who's down and who's, uh, who's not ready. who's Mm -hmm. not ready for that yet. Um, and then the third category is that like Colby category that like conative, I don't Mm -hmm. ask people for their Colby's, but this is when I look for like, do I need someone who's very detailed? Do I need someone who's like, who can more think on the fly and keep up with the quick start stuff? So I'll have Mm -hmm. questions like, how do you organize yourself? Um, like, tell me about a time where you had a project with a lot of moving pieces. Like, how did you keep track of everything? Or tell me about a time where like you had to pivot, like what happened? And then you can even make up scenarios. Like, let's say the CEO gives you this project and it's due in 24 hours. (laughs) Like, what do Mm -hmm. you do? So you think through different scenarios like that to just kind of see, like, we, like, if we decide we need someone who can like operate under pressure, who's flexible, who's a little more of that, like quick start and a little more flexible. We ask questions like that. Um, and so I start with kind of ranking in those three categories. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, I choose people who have like the highest scores. Um, and, and I look at, I, I look at the applications holistically too, but then also I try not to like get attached to people or get any preconceived notions. Cause anyone who is dated online, which I did, you think you're talking to some dude named Brad who you think is like really cool and you really connect. And then he like goes to you after two dates. Yeah. Okay. Like yep. Alex, on the other hand, my husband, he was just like, <laughs> Hey, like he wrote me a message he said on his profile, he was a toxic tort lawyer. I Googled it. So I was interested and I responded. And then he's like, you want to get dinned? And I'm like, okay. So like, and then I got to meet him on the interview, you know? And then, and then it was like, cool. Like is the chemistry there? Like whatever. So some people, and uh, sorry, I'm just sharing everything. People were like, I want to be wowed. I'm like, Mm. it's a fucking application. You do not need to be wowed. Give people a chance. Yeah. If they're if if objectively they have what you were looking for, talk to them on the goddamn phone or mm-hmm. Zoom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so so we, don't how- <laughs> we don't need to be wowed. We don't need to be wowed. Like the, it's a very, yeah. it's a very flat
0: process, but kind of by design, so we can level the playing field a bit. Mm-hmm. So how do you weigh those hard skills and soft skills? Those the like specific to your skill set versus maybe what your Colby is or how you're, how you're going to work together, how you're going to interact with clients, all that kind of stuff.
1: It depends on what you need and Mm -hmm. if you're, and if it's a contractor or employee. So Mm -hmm. if it's an employee, you're going to want to look more at the affect and at the, at the conative Colby stuff. Okay. um, And kind of look into the potential and can they be trained? And like, mm-hmm. do they have the interest? Like, do they have that spark in them that like, yes, I can develop this person. Whereas with a contractor, it you, you need to look more at what their expertise is and like, what can what gaps can they fill and what systems and processes can they help you with right mm-hmm. now? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's based on asking, oh, like, what's important? Like, do you need to look at writing samples? And sometimes you can even create paid assessments, which I've done, um, to measure, like, can you make a project plan or like Mm -hmm. for content, uh, contractors all the time, I'll be, we'll look at like, Hey, can you, we'll give them a task that's somewhat related to what, what the objectives are. So I had a client that was like, we need someone to launch a YouTube channel for us. So Mm. they were like, can we have them write a 10 minute script? I'm like, no. Mm. but what it, but let's get down to the root of what we're looking for them to do. So then like, we made a test of like, and we paid them um, Mm -hmm. after we interviewed, um, to like make the outline, like, how would you market this? And like, the objective was like, Hey, like, here's part of our course. Like, how would you make this into a YouTube video with the objective of like getting people to buy it? So you you create scenarios without creating too much work and without necessarily replicating exactly how it has to be, but you gotta rewind a little bit and think Mm -hmm. through what is it that I'm actually measuring? And then you make, you make shit up and have people do it and you pay them for it.
0: (laughs) Yeah. The first time that you helped me hire a contracted designer, we had them, um, recreate uh, a mutual friend of ours website. Yep. Yep. <laughs> did we ever tell that friend about that? Um, I can't remember if I, don't I think we did Did or not. <laughs> no.
2: And no, was good I, though. It was it really was good. good. Yeah. It
0: was good. And you know what? She ended up being um <laughs> this it's funny how this works because she actually ended up being the very first person that I ever had to fire. Mm-hmm. So the hard skills were there and the soft yeah. skills weren't.
1: Yep. Yeah. And now you're at a point in your business where you're ready. Yeah, for the next, for the next level of, um, dedication. Mm-hmm. And that comes from wow, wow, wow,
0: employees. Whoop, whoop, whoop. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, so one more question for you, have you, um, collected any data from your own experience that Suggest any glaring red flags during the application or interview process. If somebody says a certain, f- if there are any phrases or any sort of mm-hmm. keywords or any any other environmental factors or anything else that you're like, okay, no, this is a hard pass. Is there anything like that? Uh, anyone
1: who makes snarky comments in your application, being like, this feels more like an interview instead of an application. <laughs> Oh my and like, God. don't take that shit personally. Don't take that shit personally. Uh, um, yeah. People that are just kind of like not ready to follow your lead of like answering mm. the questions, like no. And then on interviews, typically, um, there's two types of people in the world, people who will answer your questions and then people who are fully on their own journey and just like <laughs> s- take over and just, when you're like, I'm going to ask you some questions. And then as soon as you're done talking, they just like start talking at you before you can even like ask anything. Mm -hmm. That's a red flag for me. Um, and you know, I'm, I am constantly questioning like my beliefs and like, okay, but is that really indicative? But in my experience, if someone's on their own journey or you ask them to prepare a one minute thing, um, and sometimes you can do that for contractors, like, Hey, ahead of time, be like, Hey, we're going to ask you to like, show us your thought process for creating a landing page. Have that ready. If someone goes on for 20 minutes, but I only have 30 minutes planned and I have like 10 questions to ask you and they're, they're truly just on their own path and taking over. That's a no for me typically, because I need, of course we want people who lead, but, and
0: we need people who can also follow our lead um, Mm -hmm. and follow our vision. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. So I said that was the last question, but I, but I have one more. What's, I your, love it. <laughs> what's your opinion on, um, like putting something in the end of the application, like put, put like A, B, C, D, E, F, G in, in the subject line, or like sort of putting something that might suggest they haven't read all the way through, or sort of like putting some, something like that in the application process <laughs> I'm looking at your face right now. That's, that's a hard no. I can see that's a hard no. <laughs> okay.
1: For putting something in a subject line, I've done that, but that's because I didn't have like a good application process of the form. Mm. And I truly, I wanted them to quote something from the office being like, hi, I'm Janet manager to the stars. Cause Michael Scott is like, whatever to the stars. Oh, right, um, right. But I need, but like, I legit needed that detail. So my disorganized ass self could see it. Mm-hmm. And I kind of needed people who could like be funny and go along with the joke. And also like my weird ass ADHD idiosyncrasies as a hiring manager, mm-hmm. I'm a little more organized now. So I don't need people to do that, but mm-hmm. I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be honest. I don't know if this is a word to use, but I, th- I feel like it. It works. This is not a word I've ever used in the English language, but it feels kind of pandering to me. I don't know if that's right, but it feels very like okay. I'm going to put the secret code of red shoes. Yeah, and then when you ask what is the secret code, some people will be like, "The secret code, the key to success is trying really hard, not giving up." Oh, right, and we'll just
2: yeah.
1: uh, And okay, sure. Like, measuring details, like yeah. Okay. Like if that's really important to you, I think it's kind of pandering. I think it's kind of like going in with a weird energy of like, assuming people are stupid. And Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't like going in with that energy. Um, I've had conversations with my best friend about it and she still likes it. And I'm like, okay, I think it's stupid for these reasons. It doesn't (laughs) feel very equitable to me. She's like, I think it's equitable because like, it's this one thing that you're asking everyone to do. And I always have like the challenges, but making it like a secret like that, Mm. without explicitly telling people like, this is a test. Like, I think that's weird, sneaky. I don't, it doesn't, it doesn't align with Mm -hmm. me. I think it's Mm -hmm. fucking weird. And I think it's a weird way to start a relationship with someone like assuming that they're trying to like pull one over on you and like, Hey, you're applying, but you probably suck at details. What's the secret code? Right, right, right. Yeah. So that's, that's my two cents. I don't like it. I I can understand if you need like for a paid test, Mm -hmm. I will say, please put this in the subject line because my disorganized ass needs to see your last name in caps. And like, yes, I need to follow directions, but there's a reason for that. That's not me being a sneaky sneak. That's like, here is a paid assessment that I'm giving you $50 for. Here are the steps. Okay. When you are done, put it in an email. That's, it's fucking
0: different. different. Yeah. 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 Right. Right. Well, you're amazing. I hope this was good. Uh, no, I, hope I didn't so go good. down too many
1: rabbit holes. It was I so just, good.
0: <laughs> I just appreciate uh, the
1: conversation. This was so fun.
0: I love it. Uh, okay, so Meg K Co at Meg K Co, Meg yes. the letter K C O on uh, Instagram to find yeah. your course. And I also want to know what um, tag both Meg and me at Allison E Conway and and let me know what you're like. What you're most surprised at what you find most interesting
1: if you fully disagree
0: know. with shit i'm saying yeah if you yeah, if, <laughs> if we fully disagree and why um or if you've had shitty hiring experiences and all that stuff i want to know awesome you're allison amazing. this is
1: so fun you're amazing and thanks everyone uh for listening to my ramblings love you all <laughs> i don't know you but i love you
0: Oh, I love it. All right. Awesome. I will actually talk to you. I think we have a call next week to hire. We do. To, yeah. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> uh, all right, girl. I'll talk to you later. Okay. Bye.
1: Bye.